so I'm reading through today I'm reading through the book of Luke chapter 8 and from verse 4 all the way to 15 it talks about the parable of the sower and it's a parable that never gets so because it's a parable that needs you to constantly check your heart um and it's a parable that we've all heard before and you've automatically go oh i'm the good soil i'm the soil that when the seed falls on me it grows and multiplies and all of that but what if you're not because that's why jesus said if you have years listen you need really need to listen so the parable of the sower from chapter chapter 8 8 verse 4 it says people kept coming to jesus from one town after another and when the great crowd gathered jesus told this parable once there was a man who went out to sow grain as it's cut to the seeds in the field, some of it fell along the part while it was stepped in, and the birds ate it up. Some of it fell on rocky ground, and when the plants sprouted, they dried up because the soil had no moisture. Some of the seed fell among thorn bushes, which grew up with the plants and choked them, and some seed fell on good soil. The plants grew and bore grain 100 grains each and jesus concluded listen then if you have ears this is a very vital parable very very vital jesus is urging us to listen and i think a very important factor that i've noticed um, whenever Jesus tells parable is his disciples always ask him to explain and I think that is a hot posture we need to have we need to be willing we need to be teachable we need to um, hurt yearn for knowledge and understanding it's not enough to just hear something yearn to understand it so in verse 9, his disciples asked Jesus what this parable meant. And he answered. I think he aligns with a scripture that says, Ask and ye shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Because you won't ask God for money or for good things and he will give you snakes or bad things. No, no earthly father would do that. How much more God? So his disciples asked they asked what does this parable meant but guess what it wasn't only his disciples that were there he had crowds there because verse 4 says people kept coming to jesus from one town after another and when they grab when a great crowd gathered a great crowd gathered jesus told this parable that was what it started with in verse 4 but in verse 9 only his disciples asked for an explanation and verse 10 says jesus answered the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of god has been given to you 
but to the rest it comes by means of parables alexa nest In verse 9, Jesus said, verse 9 says, And Jesus answered, The knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to the rest it comes by means of parables, so that they may look but not see, and listen but not understand. Imagine such a great crowd, and many of them in that crowd, unfortunately, are like this parable. They fall under the category of this explanation of this parable. When you seek for knowledge, you find. When you don't understand something, you want to ask. And you pray that God will open your ears, open your eyes. Because you don't want to be like those that look and not see. Hear, but not really understand. Because your heart is hardened. Let us turn to God and ask him to soften our hearts, open our ears so that we might see, so that we might understand, so that he might heal us. Okay, so let's go on with the parable. Verse 11 says, Jesus explains the parable. This is what the parable means. The seed is the word of God. Like, let's just start from there. Like the seed is the word of God. See, every word of God that you receive, that's the seed. The seed. The seed. In Matthew, Matthew 13 also talks about this parable. Alright. And in verse um in verse chapter 13, that's where it talks about the parable, Matthew 13. In verse 18, verse 19, it says, Um The seed is like the message about the kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom. So I always take this to mean the word of God, the gospel, around the message of God. You know, every time you hear the word of God, a sermon, but especially about the gospel or the kingdom of God, that's a seed right there that is being sown. But what kind of heart is that seed being sown on? That's all about to find out. What kind of soil? So verse 12, we're going back to Luke chapter 8 now. Verse 12 says, the seed that fell among the paths. So we have four different paths that Jesus is about to explain. The seed is the word of God and the seed is going to fall on these different soils, right? these different grounds. And now we're going to talk about the ditch one that is said falls on. The path is the first one. The seed that fell among the path stands for those who hear, but the devil comes and takes the message away from their heart. In order to keep them from believing and being saved. They hear it. The problem is not that they don't hear. Immediately the said falls, they hear it. You talk to a congregation, they're hearing. As someone shares the gospel, you're hearing. Alright, the problem is not that you're not hearing. It's on social media. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere around you. You're hearing it. You are hearing this message. But the devil comes and takes the message away from the heart in order to keep them 
from believing and being saved. As I always tell people, you have to believe the gospel. The gospel is not just praying a salvation prayer. It's the believing. It's the believing. We are being saved by grace. True faith. True faith. You have to believe. You have to believe in the message. It's not enough to just hear the message. You have to believe in the message. That will the message, the belief, then will save you. But unfortunately for the first path, which is along the path, they, they hear it. But the devil comes and snatches it away from their heart before they, before they could even believe it. And they don't believe it and they don't get saved. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, why? Why would the devil come snatch such? Why? I think personally, each heart needs to prepare itself. Each heart. Each heart needs to prepare itself. I believe one of the prayers we need to be praying is, God, make my heart a good soul. Make my heart one that is ready and yielded unto you. Make my heart, shield my heart from the enemy. Shield my heart from the destroyer. Shield my heart so that the enemy does not come and snatch his messages away from my heart. Especially those about the kingdom, those that are beneficial to me. That's a prayer we all need to pray. To shield and guard our heart. And I think also, aside from the individual person praying for their heart to be shielded and guarded from the enemy, we also, as laborers, as laborers in the kingdom of God, who has been sent out to, 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 yield, to you know, gather harvest, to share the word of God, we need to pray for the hearts that will be receiving the messages we go out to share. That their heart will be guarded. That their heart will be shielded from the enemy. That while we labor, we may not labor in vain. That when we share the word of God, people will hear it, they will believe it, and it will yield great produce and bounties. We all need to pray. The individual person needs to pray. And the church as a collective needs to pray so that we can shield heart from the devil who comes to steal these messages away from people's heart so that they will not believe and be saved okay so it's our responsibility as a church individually and collectively individually and collectively so let's move on to the next to the next heart Verse 13 talks about the next part. It says, the seeds that falls on rocky ground, the next heart is a rocky ground. It stands for those that hear the message. Again, they are hearing the message. The problem is never that they don't hear it. They hear it. People are sharing these messages in so many ways, in so many ways and forms and aspects of life. They are hearing the message. It falls on rocky ground and they hear the message and they receive it gladly. In fact, they don't only hear it, 
they actually receive it gladly. But, but it does not sink deep into them. They only believe for a while. And when testing comes, persecutions come, they fall away. When testings and persecutions come, they fall away. So this is the rocky ground, people. It's not that they're not hearing the message. They do hear the message. But they fall away. Even though they hear it, they receive it. They fall away. When thirstings come, when persecutions come, it really shows the true, the true nature of their heart. It shows if they really believed or not. So they really did believe, okay? They, they did receive the message, but no, they did hear the message, I mean, and they, didn't re they did receive it, but they didn't truly believe in it. So when testings and persecutions came, they fell out. And this reminds me of 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 to 19. But focusing more on verse 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. Even though they were among us, they went out. Because they were not of us. For if they had been of us, if they had been a, a part of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out so that it might be made plain that they are not of us. This is what falling away is. Okay, this is what it means to fall away from the faith. Again, going back to verse Luke chapter 8, verse 4, verse 13. It says, the seeds that fall on rocky ground, the stand for those that hear the message, they receive it gladly, but it does not sink deep into them, so they only believe for a while. But when the testing come, when the persecution come, when trouble come, they fall away. They fall away. Just like 1 John 2, 19 says, even though they were among us. See, they received it. They heard the message. They were shouting. They were rejoicing. They were, oh my goodness, I have received the message of God. I am saved. They rejoiced. They jumped up and down. But guess what? That message did not sink into them enough. Their heart is so shallow. It didn't sink deep. So they just believed for a while, like one to two weeks. And before you know it, they are back again in their lives of sin. When temptation comes, persecution comes, someone says something about their new faith, they get persecuted, they get shallow, and they fall away from us. So even though it looked like they were among us, they were not. Because truly, they were not of us. Because if they were of us, they would have continued with us. They would have persisted with us. But they went out from us so that it might be made plain that they were not of us. They fell away. They fell away. They fell away. It was, it, they weren't truly saved. They didn't truly believe. So when things come and shake them, their true self is revealed. Their true art is revealed. Again, this set of people need our prayer. They need our prayer individually and collectively. Father, may my heart not be a shallow heart. 
may I not, may I not hear your saving message, your wonderful message, and only believe it for a while. I want it to grow deep into me. Remove every rocky ground from my heart. Make my heart a good soil. Make my heart a good one that is suitable for your message. You know, every time we go to church and we listen to a message, these are kind of prayers we need to pray before we listen and sit. Because you never know. Today might be the day that that message is preached. But because your heart is not ready. Your heart is rocky. Even though you hear it, you rejoice, you nod, you shout, preach, pastor. Oh my God, that is such a message for me. Oh, you were happy. You were rejoicing. But your, it's not, it, it, didn't, it, 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 it wasn't sown deep enough. It only fell on this peripheral, the surface of your heart. So when things come up, you just fall away. You are not strong. You are relying on your own strength. You are relying on the enthusiasm and the joy that you had. The happiness, the, the gladness. Faith doesn't last in that. It doesn't last in that. So when things come, we shrink and we fall away. We need to pray individually and collectively against this kind of soil, this kind of rocky ground. Okay? So let's move on to the next heart. So this is two so far, along the part and along the rock. The next heart is verse 14. It says, The seed that fell among turn bushes this time around turn bushes that's the, that's the type of heart we're examining the type of soil it stands for those that hear again they hear see the problem is never that you're not hearing they also hear but the worries and the riches and the pleasures of this life crowd in and choke them and their fruit never ripens this one is a very, very sad, you know, heart. Among the turn bush, they hear the message just like everyone. They, they are sitting in that congregation. They are on social media. They are reading that same message and post. They, they, are, they are watching that same sermon on YouTube. They are hearing that same message. But... Even though they hear it and it's in their heart and they might have received it, before you know, worries of this life, they're just worrying about everything. What will I eat? What will I wear? What will I do? What will I drink? How will I travel? How will I pay my rent? How will I pay my bills? How will I take care of my children, my family? How I've not gotten promotion in life. Oh my God, this person is doing better than I'm doing in life. I am so stagnant. The worries of life, the riches, pleasures. Oh, so concerned about looking good. Oh, so concerned about the frivolous things of life. This money, that car, that house, that designer this, that designer that. It's not that those things are not good, but these people make them choke up. Those are the things that are forefront of their heart. Those are the things at the top of their mind. So they soon choke up. So it's like among a turn. So you have like weeds and you have the seed that have been thrown among them. Soon those turns and weeds will start choking that seed. They're like, no, you ain't going to grow because we're stronger. 
What is stronger in your life? Is it is it the word of God? Is it God or is it the riches that you have? Is it the worries, the complaints, the pleasures that you want to enjoy? Are those the things that are stronger because soon enough they're going to choke up that seed and they will choke it and kill it up because so it will not grow. The stronger things, the things you worry about the most, you grant them power and you worship them. I think I heard John Papa say that. Somewhere along that line. I'm not certain exactly. But it says the thing you 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 what the thing you you worry about or the things you think most about you worship something like that and something you worship you give strength to you give power to and it's able to choke that the one that you are not worshiping the one that you're not paying most attention to and unfortunately in this case it's the word of god that is a, that is lesser than the worries of life than the riches of life than the pleasures of life and it chokes it up and kills it and then it never happens the seed never gets the opportunity to grow to germinate to flourish again the step of heart next prayer the step of heart next prayer that is why the bible says that you cannot serve money and serve gold at the same time it's not possible that's why the the, the love of money is the root of all evil you can place these things above God. It can't walk. They can't walk side by side. We need to ask God. God, please, wash my heart. Show me my heart. Show me the things that I hide the lies above you. Show me the things that I place on a pedestal above you. Show me the things that, that seem to be more paramount in my life. Is it, is, is, is it riches? Is it my career? Is it my family? What, what are the things that I place above, that I place above you? They are not necessarily buttons, but because I've started to worship them, they are clouding my judgment, they are clouding my heart, they are choking out your word, they are choking out your presence in my life. God, please reveal those things unto me and save me from them. Help me to rely on you. Help me to trust in you. Father, Lord, I want my heart to be a heart that is yielded. I want my heart to be a heart that is submitted, a heart that is ready to receive you, a heart that receives, that believes and is saved completely that is not shaken by persecution shaken by worries shaken by riches shaken by pleasure father prepare my heart prepare my heart prepare my heart to receive prepare my heart to receive we need to pray we need to pray we need to pray we need to take conscious effort Finally, we're going to talk about the good heart. In verse 15, it says, The seed that fell on good soil. Good soil. It stands for those that hear the message. Again, they also hear. They are hearing the message like everyone else. They're like everyone else at that church. Everyone else on that social media. Everyone else listening to that message on YouTube. Everyone else going for that seminar, that conference. They are right there too. But they came prepared. They have decided to put God first. They came prepared. So they also heard the message just like the, the, the heart along the path. The heart on the rocky ground. The heart among the turned bushes. They also heard the message. Everyone equally heard the message. But they don't just hear the message. They heard the message. Verse 15 says they retain it. 
They retain it in good and obedient heart. And they persist. Oh my God. It's not enough that they retain it in their heart. In a very good heart. A heart that is obedient. A heart that is yielded. A heart that is submitted unto God. They persist. Persistent. Persistent. They persist until they bear fruit. They persist until they bear fruit. Persistence is a virtue of a believer. A heart that is truly saved knows how to persist. Knows how to persist. Knows how to endure. The perseverance. The perseverance of the believer. You must persist. And you are not persisting by yourself. You are persisting because your heart is so yielded unto God. So guess what? He's able to preserve you. I tell Christians, you are not able to keep yourself. You are not able to persevere because you are so strong. No, you are able to persevere because you are yielded unto God. So he's able to preserve you. He's able to keep you till the very head, helping you to persist. So that when persecutions come, when troubles come, when these things come, when worries come, you don't, you don't let them choke you up. You don't let them throw you out and you make you decide oh i'm i'm leaving you know what i'm just falling away because hey i don't even know this christianity stuff anyway i don't think i'm a believer anyway this thing is not helping me anyway but because your faith is in christ jesus you don't fall away because you are truly of us you so you therefore you continue with us till you bear fruit till you bear fruit till you germinate and you then you multiply and multiply and multiply into million votes and you also become a laborer sharing this word to other people investing much souls into the kingdom of god this 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 is what the lord this is the kind of heart that we should pray for this is the kind of heart that we should model for so we need to take charge of our heart we need to submit our heart unto god we need to assess our heart often. What kind of a heart, what kind of a soil do I have? By default, everybody puts themselves under a good soil. But we need to be honest with ourselves. Even if you think you are the good soil, still pray. If things are good, pray. If things are not good, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Even if you are a good soil, you can be better. You can be a better soil. You, you, there is no limit. There is no limit in Christ Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Let us be hearts. Let us be hearts that is not open for the devil to easily come snatch things from us. Let us be heart. Let us not be heart. That is so easy for persecutions and tests and troubles to throw us away. Let us not be heart that easily gets choked up by worries by riches of life. But let us be heart that is yielded and submitted unto Christ Jesus for his good use. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. And you are eternally, eternally loved by God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.